0: support for the big O podcast is brought to you by manscaped attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from australia to houston do we have a pew problem if so our friends over at manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower and performance package 4.0 join the two million men worldwide who trust manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping using the code the big 20 On this milestone 50th episode of The Big O' Podcast, I am joined by the legend of interview hijinks, Cabby Richards. We talk NBA free agency, the greatest sports movie characters, what it would be like hanging out with an unfiltered Kevin Durant, and his fondest memory of Kyle Lowry. All of this, plus much more, on the 50th episode of The Big O' Podcast. Welcome back for another episode of the Big O Podcast. I am your host, Julian Ortiz. And on today's episode, I am joined by the G-O-A-T of interviews. He's been on the show twice before, and he's joining me for a very special 50th episode of the podcast. My guy, Cabby Richards. Let's get it. Let's get it. How are you doing today, brother?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I can't. Uh, I, well, you know what? I, I don't know when you're gonna post this, but uh, the news. Everybody knows at this point that Kyle Lowry is signing with the Miami Heat in a signing trade. So it's like sad to see. Uh, it's sad to see him go. I was gonna say the last pillar of our championship team, but we still have Freddie. We still yep. have Pascal. Norm. At this point of our re- recording, we're not sure where Norm Powell is going. Or if yeah. he's staying in uh, Portland. But uh, Kyle Lowry would be the first Raptor. Should be the first Raptor to get a statue or get his jersey. Uh, I guess, Vince, I feel like Kyle earned that mm, with Damar. You know what? That's a – man, Kyle helped to bring us a, a championship. 26 points in game six, man, in Oakland to get that thing started. Uh, I think Demar is more beloved, but Kyle – Kyle might be more accomplished. It's it's weird. I mean they're always going to be intertwined forever because they had like a legit romance and they're <laughs> great friends on and off the court. So it's yeah, that's so I know this is a long answer, but I guess I'm I'm a little bit sad
0: today. And it's a perfect segue because you know breakups are hard. One side was always left hurting a little bit more than the other, but it's part for the course in today's sports world. In three words or less, how would you best describe the impact Kyle Lowry has had on the Toronto Raptors?
1: That's outstanding. (laughs) Um, Evolution.
0: Okay. All right. I like that. Leadership, all right,
1: and success.
0: I mean, three three great words, and I mean to sort of piggyback on what you were saying. You know, VC might have the jersey retired first, but Kyle definitely has the statue. Yeah, like I'm that- also gonna.
1: I, I'm also gonna add donkey. That's another. One for Kyle. <laughs> okay. He, a, he has a big caboose, like mine. So
0: he, he's all about that base. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, there's a reason why, like you can't really back him down in the post i mean you can but you're gonna have some difficulty like kyle yeah. loved taking on those challenges of being in the low post and having like a six <laughs> ten forward just try to back him and kyle either steal the ball he'll get you know when the when the forward turns that you know they spin they always have that yeah. high elbow he'll take the contact draw the foul <laughs> i mean it goes he had such a high basketball iq and he also like could take on almost any challenge, and he was fearless in that way.
0: So if we're building the statue and we're putting it outside of the Scotiabank arena, is it of Kyle like going down with both arms because he's taking Great the charge? Great
1: crushed right. <laughs> Like is he, you know, uh, I believe it's, it's um, oh my gosh, Bobby Orr's statue is him flying through yeah. the air, you know, uh, horizontally with his chest facing down. Kyle might be the, op- the opposite, <laughs> where his back is horizontal to the ground. Uh, or that's a great one. I think, you know, two hands raised after, you know, he hits that shot against Miami, that buzzer beater in 2016 in the um, Eastern Conference semifinals. I think that that's a pretty good one, too. Or I guess just dribbling um, <laughs> or maybe his jump shot. But I, I like I like hands raised or him getting flattened by, you know, a, a Jay Crowder or Montrez Harold type.
0: How much extra granite needs to go into that dump truck? I mean, we've talked about it already, but like that thing has got to be a little bit more pronounced. Oh,
1: my goodness. Maybe I
0: mean, like maybe even like a warning for small children to like, you know, be careful I, when walking around that thing.
1: I wish I came up with this idea, but salute to the the great James Corden who did the fake statue of David Beckham when yes. they were honoring him with the LA Galaxy and they messed up, you know, they gave him an extra large backside and his face was a little bit warped. I wish I came up with that idea to do a fake statue for Kyle Lowry. And I'd make his butt look like Charles Barkley's. <laughs> Where it's right up there on his on his shoulders. He just reaches over his left shoulder, grab his wallet like the great Eddie Murphy joke about his friend Doug. That's how, yeah, that's how I would do it.
0: Now, obviously you know in your time in toronto you have had an amazing you know opportunity to connect with such athletes like kyle lowry what is your fondest memory of getting to interact with him
1: fondest um fondest you know it was one of the early interviews i I got him to uh, imitate martin lawrence Imitating Will Smith in a Bad scene Boys. from Bad Boys, yes, and he's saying, "I'm Mike Lowry," like on the phone. <laughs> and like when Tia Leone's character calls the precinct and she's looking for Mike Lowry, so I got Kyle to play that scene, like, yeah. and that was that's a fond memory. And the other one, again, early in the early in my interviewing di- interview, my early in my interviews with Kyle Lowry specifically, I got him to do. A bit about self-portraits, so I got him to draw himself, and it looked like a character from Futurama, and it was just amazing. Like he was, I mean, I know he was going for the joke, and it and it it was a home run. Those are two of my favorite uh, my favorite interactions with Kyle. And then afterwards, actually, you know, when they when they smashed him and Demar smashed the cake in my face, that was pretty fun too. (laughs) But I had to throw that shirt away. Anyway, I, I give you three right there. But the Mike Lowry, Kyle Lowry bit was is probably my favorite.
0: I find that like vintage cab, cab and Kyle, like that is like if there was a if there was a TV show, that's the trailer. That's what's getting everybody hooked because that was hilarious. I mean, Thanks. him trying to say like. Mclowry was yes, one yes. of like the best things out there. And it brings me to my next question. Now, you know, we're going to go through the rumor mill. We're going to sort of sum up some of, you know, the day one reactions to what's going on in the NBA. But it was earlier reported that DeMar DeRozan was itching to go to play for the LA Lakers. However, the narrative has kind of changed. And now the Miami Heat are in talks to, you know, get him back with Kyle if that were to happen, what do you think those two bring to South Beach from a personality perspective, as well as adding to the max contract of Jimmy Butler?
1: Well, they add some leadership. You know, the Andre Iguodala, who's a great locker room guy, great leader. He is. I think they had a team option for Andre's co- contract, and he's he. The rumor is he might go back to Golden State and run it back with those three Hall of Famers: Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Um, but yeah, they bring, um, winning, they bring leadership. Um, the Miami locker room isn't that young. I mean, I know Toronto gets precious to in the deal. Um, like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero can both benefit from someone else other than Jimmy Butler barking at them. <laughs> this bam out of bio is going to be a superstar. And then like just the heat culture, we're going to see skinny Kyle again. Yeah. Skinny Kyle is going to make uh, a return, and he, you know, Skinny Kyle is probably like two oh five, lean. You yeah. see the musculature in his, in his triceps, and uh, and then uh, Demar, like that mid range game, Jimmy Butler and Demar Derozan, along with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Middleton, they're keeping the mid range game alive. Uh, and obviously, the, uh, uh, the NBA game is more perimeter. So Tyler Hero, hopefully. As we're recording this, he is in the gym right now, just putting up <laughs> jumpers, putting up three pointers. Because Duncan Robinson is top three in the game. Tyler Hero needs to he needs to channel that that rookie, the, you know, the bubble Tyler Hero who sort of took the world, the NBA world, by storm, and maybe add another uh, another shooter. Because um, driving and kicking to create space—that's kind of how the NBA game is played. And with Kyle's veteran leadership at the point guard position, Miami would be scary, It'd be a scary dark horse.
0: I mean, Duncan Robinson just re-signed, so they're gonna have an elite shooting team. And obviously, you know, talk about the leadership and the defensive play of Kyle Lowry, Tomar DeRozan, and as well Jimmy Butler. That would be a formidable task for anybody in the Eastern Conference. We just saw a new champion in the Milwaukee Bucks who did things a little bit differently. Than the you know perimeter shooting gets you to the championship. You know Giannis, two dribbles from half court and he's dunking the ball. Is that the biggest threat right now, early days, to taking on Milwaukee, or are we haven't seen the last of the Brooklyn Nets and even Philly yeah. with what they might end up doing?
1: Brooklyn is the clear biggest hurdle for Milwaukee to repeat out of the Eastern Conference. We haven't seen a healthy James Harden, healthy Kyrie, and healthy Kevin Durant for more than eight games. So we haven't seen them at full strength for a whole playoffs. Uh, And then Joe Harris, he, like, disappeared. I mean, the playoffs, like, the lights are brighter in the playoffs. And then Harris knew his role. He's like, I need to catch and shoot six, seven, eight times a game and hit him at a 50% clip. And unfortunately, he didn't do that in the playoffs. So Brooklyn, I think, is the biggest test for Uh, Milwaukee, it's still TBD uh, as far as where Ben Simmons is going to end up. I don't think – once a superstar is on the trading block, that superstar does not return to the team. Or if they do return to the team, it's not for very long. So Ben Simmons, you know, Daryl Morey is looking for that sweetheart deal. He's looking for – listen, Drew Holiday went for three three first-round picks. Yeah, three first-round picks. I think some pick swaps. Um, Eric Bledsoe, uh, who else? Um, like there was a haul for Drew Holiday and obviously it paid off because that guy was, uh, it was, um, a little bit inconsistent in the first two rounds, but uh, excellent in the finals and boom, Milwaukee wins his first championship in 50 years. Okay. So where's Ben Simmons going to end up? You know, like we, you know, he, he would be awesome in Toronto's culture because, uh, Toronto has such a great winning culture and the, they develop their players out of the G League. We saw Fred spend some time there. We saw Pascal spend some time there. And there's also a question, what's gonna happen with Pascal? But Ben Simmons, that's gonna be, yeah, that's that's that might be um in the top three burning questions as far as the NBA offseason. Like where will Ben Simmons end up? And I'm I'm so I love the NBA because it's a 12-month sport. Because of like the rumor mills and the (laughs) superstars moving from team to team, and then basketball Twitter being on fire every 24 hours, and Shams bombs and Woj bombs, and uh, Mark Spears jumping in there, Chris Haynes jumping in there. It's, it's man, I love it. It's like I'm just getting fat off popcorn from NBA Twitter every day.
0: See it? I mean, fourth overall pick, Kyle Fred and og was apparently the ask for i mean see, that's
1: that's what they and you know who who probably floated that out
0: <laughs> if
1: i think about if i think about it it might even be daryl maury's camp like like them just putting that out there in the media just to get a <laughs> take a temperature of like what how other teams will react how other media basketball writers will react to that other like basketball pundits who I, I we don't know who Daryl Morey values as far as his uh, their opinions go but it's a little bit of a temperature check like and there was wasn't there uh, Julian wasn't there another big reported trade that was it Golden State that turned down like was it Wiggins, Wiseman and two first rounders or three first rounders
0: it was it was Wiseman Four first-round picks, and I believe the their earliest draft pick in this year's draft.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, Ben Simmons is a <laughs> superstar, legit top fifteen in the NBA, but that's a lot. However, you know, you, you know, your your um, Daryl Morey is he, he's in love with trading. Like he's uh, one of those guys that loves the transaction, and he's trying to build a a, a championship winner, a championship team. So. More power to him, and and uh, if he gets that haul that he wants, then Philadelphia with a healthy M.B., always a contender.
0: I mean, if you look at who's got like the best assets, I mean, the only team that could really float you like four first round picks might be like OKC. Is there anyone? Right. Is there anyone on that squad as far as player to return that you think would fit into that Philadelphia scheme under Doc Rivers?
1: Well, I mean, the prize position would be Shane Jojo ellington Of course. He's he's going to be a future multiple-time all-star. He's got a lot of poise and plays great in the half-court offense. Um, oof, other than SGA, I mean, yeah, Sam Presti has a ton of assets. And like Danny Ainge before him, like, you're collecting all these assets. They need to turn into all-stars. And they yeah. need to turn into all-NBA players. So if that turns into Ben Simmons, then yeah, that's a green check mark for you, Sam Presti. But um, I I don't know if S J is going to be available because he's going to be the he is the cornerstone of that franchise. I don't know. I love to speculate though, dude.
0: I mean, (laughs) S J has got to be the guy. If you're going to make a trade with OKC and you're going to get first round picks, S J has got to be the guy. I mean, unless you're going to involve a third team that's going to give you a prized player back. Right. Yeah. True. Sure. But as as far as an arsenal, like you're saying, like eventually those first round picks need to amount to either a tangible player that you can develop and bring up to your scheme and, and showcase your talent, or they're going to be like, Hey, we'll give you seven first round picks that we don't think are going to turn out to be top four. We'll even give you unprotected first round picks in in hopes of getting something that is already molded, already proven And just add it to your team. Even if that's to potentially flip him eventually. But like Ben Simmons. I just don't know if Ben Simmons works in OKC. It's hard. Ben Simmons needs to go to a team. That has an established role for him. That's not a starting point guard. That's not a guy that. Is going to be shooting tons of free throws, but can body up on defense and just sort of play his role. He's not a superstar, he's an all star. But if I, he's I disagree. The, I disagree. If he's, if he's the number one guy on your team, are you winning a championship?
1: Well, I mean, you can only say that for like <laughs> five or six dudes. Right. You can really only say that for five. Braun, Giannis, Steph, Kawhi. Right? Like Luca? Who? Luca? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see if if Trey Young, we'll see if Joel Embiid. I'd, I'd say Joel Embiid's probably. We'll see with Nikola Jokic, but like, you know, Chris Paul was right there, up o two o. You know that that list is not that long. Yeah. Um, but yet, yeah, so, interestingly, I wonder if how much juice Ben Simmons has. Like, could. Well, does Daryl Morey, I mean, and obviously we have no idea because we're not in that organization. We don't have any institutional knowledge. Like, does Daryl Morey respect Ben Simmons's wishes? Like, does he say, I want to go to a big market team? Right. New York, Miami, I mean, Miami's not a big market, but it has that, it has that perception. It's basically like New York, L.A., yeah, Boston is a big market, yeah. I mean, um, and Chicago, but, you know, Chicago just got their point guard in Lonzo Ball, so. Yeah. Um, i wonder because, like, if Daryl is like, I'm going to send you to, to Sacramento, because Buddy Heald is a great shooter, <laughs> and we need to space the floor, because Danny Green is getting older, even though Danny Green is a proven winner. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Korkmaz is a decent shooter, you know, and, like, do you, you know, do you, I think it's who who wants out. Uh, Bagley the third, I think, wants out. Yes. They have Tyrese Halliburton. I'll see. Then you're getting you're getting um, uh, duplication at the at the point guards' spot with Tyrese Halliburton Yeah. uh And then De'Aaron Fox is. I mean, they say he's the he's the fastest. He he has like Tyreek Hill speed on a basketball court. That dude. You're joking about Giannis taking two steps at half court and getting to the hoop you know in those two steps like De'Aaron fox may already be at the hoop by the time Giannis (laughs) puts a sneaker down for that second step that dude is so fast and he's he's a great player too i i don't know man i um i would love to know i would love to be in like daryl morey's like home office as he's fielding calls because basically basically everybody's available like, it's a, everybody is available at a price. And are you willing to pay that price? Right.
0: Are you tired of the nicks, cuts, and an overall awful experience of trying to make sure you're well-maintained down below? I know I was, and that's why I've entrusted Manscaped to help provide me the proper tools for maintaining my family jewels. Are you ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Well, will look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Reserver ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff is the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your balls, butt, body, and even Uranus. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a ceramic blade to help reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, is waterproof, and also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whackers, also waterproof, uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides propriety skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use the crop Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game when feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort Harry Balls and Buzz Lightyear that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code TheBigO20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code the big O 20 at manscaped.com link is in the description for a clean Trinity and beyond your space balls. We'll thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if you, if you had to be woosh on like either trade deadline day or the opening of free agency, do you think you could handle that responsibility and like the seven phones you probably have going on? Do you think you could do it for like 24 hours?
1: Me personally?
0: You personally. If you if they were like, Ooh. listen, Cap, you were taking over for Woj for one day and it's either of these two big days, do you think that you would be able to handle it or would it be like just too much? How does this guy do it?
1: So if, if my my brain was inserted into <laughs> Woj's body, like yeah. Trans let like we switch brains. <laughs> Freaky for Friday hours, Freaky yeah, Friday. Right? Well Woj's gonna lose his job. He's gonna he's gonna be fired early. Like <laughs> Shams Shams is gonna beat them to the first seven trades, and then they're just gonna be like, Woj, we're trading you to Barstool. Okay, you're leaving ESPN, and we're just or like below Bart, like SB Nation or oh, wow. actually no SB Nation above Barstool. Uh, like, you know, I don't even I don't even know the organization. I'm, I'm taking shots at these organizations. Yeah. I really shouldn't, because uh, who am I? But um, I don't think so. You know, I saw Woj. Here's a random story. In 2016, when Demar, when the Raptors went to the Eastern Conference Finals and they lost to Cleveland four two, during the Eastern Conference Finals, before the players would go to the podium, minutes after the game, maybe they'd shower and they go, they would stop. I'm talking about Demar and Kyle separately and speak with Woj before going wow. to the podium. Wow! And I saw this happen. Uh, in Toronto, and I, I was marveling at Woj's juice and his power with these players, because like, it, a like that level of trust is, like, it's like marble, like it's yeah, and and also like, Woj is getting information that these guys are not going to give the rest of the media and the rest of the the press. They're going to give, and Woj you know picks and chooses what he shares. And he, you know, he probably he probably only shares two percent of what he knows. Same with Shams, uh, but I, I, I was, I, and I said to him later, Woj, I'm like, I, I, I don't know how you develop those relationships. And he told me with Kyle, it started at uh, Villanova. And I was like, oh wow, so like even when he was, you know, coming up, but he wasn't like a, I guess he was a star of Villanova, but you know, he he wasn't like a stud. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it wasn't like. Was it Chris Jenkins who hits the game winner in yep. in uh 16 or 17? Uh but I was just so impressed. And I just had to give him professional props I'm like, man, this is incredible that they stopped to talk to you before the media. So I don't know how you do it, but salute to you. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how you would do in the role of Voge from you know uh 12:01 on free agency, 12:01 a.m. free agency day to like the 11:59. The five. actually the, him and Shams may not go to sleep for 48 hours because deals will still come through on the trade wire um, after you know the the start of trade deadline day. So those guys, I mean, whatever they get paid, they earn their salaries.
0: And it's all the prep work too. Like you're talking to players, you're talking to agents, you're talking to like GMS and like. The amount of information you got to process, and the amount of information that you hear of like similar deals, different players being moved, and then one source here, one source there—I cannot imagine, you know, going through something like that. I can barely. I have three kids, and I'm struggling with the multitasking of that. I don't think I could do like three extra phones and and taking multiple phone calls well, at the that, same time.
1: That's where wifey would have to be like, you know what? I'm gonna hold down the house. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hold us down. For 48 hours, or you're, if you're Woj, then you're getting a nanny for like yeah. the two days leading up to the day, the trade deadline, or for you, and then two days, like, and then he's got to stay with you guys for a week. Because yeah. daddy's going to be in his office, or daddy's going to be in his car, just, you know, charger it, you know, uh, recharging the battery, and you just need to place a place of peace and quiet. And here's the other thing they're always racing against the clock. Like, Woj yep. and Shams are racing against. It's like, it's like Jay-Z and Drake, like the new, Shams is obviously Drake and Woj is Jay-Z and iron sharpens iron, but it's always like, and you check the timestamps on the tweets, like that is so much currency to those dudes. So I I imagine their brains are just like fried by the end of uh, like three days later after a trade deadline or free agency
0: day. That's like Rappaport and Chef, like in the NFL. Like, they're just going back and forth. Like, Chef there and, and Rappaport, that's.
1: Oh, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. yeah when yeah, you said Rappaport, yeah. Rapp- I thought no, it was Mike. Rappaport? <laughs> I was like, that guy's an insider for
0: <laughs> Well, Mike Mike seems to be an insider in Katie's mind, but that's a story and a conversation for another day. Man,
1: I would love to. <laughs> wouldn't you love to smoke with Katie? I don't smoke, but, and I don't think you would either, but just to like spend like a couple of days with KD when he's yeah. like completely unfiltered, just having the like just a f- couple of fat Jays. You're playing video games and just hearing all the loose talk, I would just be like this. First of all, contact <laughs> time for sure, for both of us. Oh yeah. We're gonna be eating so many balls of cereal and or chips, bags of chips. And then just like all the stories like you could just share with like one other person on your way back to your house or like in the car, like bro, you can't fuck believe what this guy <laughs> said about Brad or believe what he said about Kyrie or whatever. It would just be amazing.
0: Yeah my jaw would be hurting because it'd be on the floor the entire yeah. time. Like Yeah.
1: And then just... and then Jillian, how many baddies would be stopping by <laughs> in that
0: uh, I have a wife. I can't talk about baddies. Uh, I, I have a I wife plead, too. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth on that one. But yes. Canadian,
1: you can't plead the fifth. We don't have that in our <laughs> our judicial system. We don't have the fifth amendment. I don't, don't think we have any amendments in our constitution.
0: I'm just I'm just incriminating myself then. It would be it would be fire. It would be I wouldn't be sleeping for many a different reasons, I am, I am sure. But Okay, so on on the Entourage KD tip right here, if you were to pick a member of from the show Entourage that you would be to KD, who would that be?
1: I'd probably be Johnny Drama because I'm such oh, really? I'm, I'm such an idiot. I'm just such a loudmouth. <laughs> I have very little self awareness. Uh, I don't think I don't have the same entitlement as Johnny Drama. Okay. But uh, I'd be there to crack some jokes and do some inappropriate things. Uh, And and listen, I have the body type of Turtle, but I'm like eight (laughs) inches taller. But I think I'd just be like a bit of a a wild card like Johnny Drama. And I'd still want a little bit of shine. You know what I mean? Uh, But I'd be there for the
0: entertainment. Hey, listen, people forget, you know, Turtle started off. You know a little bit bigger But he got lean And started doing he really Big did. deals
1: He really did What was it Avion Avion it? Tequila Av- Tequila yeah And that's a real brand Isn't
0: it Real brand Yeah
1: It's, it's a shout real
0: to, Real thing And then Shout
1: out to uh, What's turtles? What's the actor's real name again
0: Jerry Ferrara Jerry Ferrara That's
1: right That's right That's right. Yeah
0: uh, And then obviously You know you go Johnny Drama At the end of the show The climax of the show He's the one who wins The best supporting actor Before Um before Vince, you know, wins an Academy Award himself. So again, you're just you're lining up with the two best players of the crew. <laughs> and then in that speed a victory. Oh. And, and you have the best catchphrase ever. So I mean Cab, you without trying to, you completely wait, no, wait a it. second.
1: Wait a second. Hold on. Okay. Ari Gold, and I'm not sure if we're even allowed to talk about Ari Gold,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, I feel like it's it's now like but Ari Gold had And whoa, like, hug it out, bitch, is a pretty, that's a pretty phenomenal catchphrase. Among his other ones, just screaming Lloyd, and those are probably the other two (laughs) PG uh, lines that we can, uh, that we could quote from Ari Gold.
0: Oh, man. He uh, he has a new podcast, uh, How You Live In... Does he In... really? Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's called How You Live In J. Piven. Jeremy.
1: Wait, is it, wasn't that just a meme or is that for real? No, Have you it's looked a, it up on a, iTunes or it's, Spotify?
0: So it's a, it's a real thing. He was on the Victory podcast like a, a little while ago and said okay. that... He was, he had a bunch of episodes filmed, but he was waiting for like a distribution or there was something that he was waiting on. And now he's actually starting to release some clips from the shows that he has done. And, uh, Jimmy Piven, funny dude, funny dude. Yeah,
1: he is a funny, so the Victory Podcast is, uh, E and Doug, uh, who's the Doug Allen. Doug, Doug Allen and, uh, Kevin, what's his real name again?
0: Uh, so Kevin Dillon who Ke- played Johnny no, Drama. No.
1: Who what's E, e? What's Kevin Connolly. Kevin Connolly. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, Kevin Connolly, Doug Ellen, uh, Kevin Dillon, and then they have a variety of different guests, either from the show or just famous people that come on and, and talk about the show. Victory the Podcast, one of my obviously one of my favorite shows. Uh the podcast just as good, if not better. Um, but yeah, they have they have some fun, they get some fun topics. They've had uh uh, Rolf Macchio on the show from Karate Kid and now Cobra Kai. They've had uh, all of, you know, Lloyd was on the show. Uh, Rex Lee, I think <laughs> is his name. And- hey, so here, Let me ask you a
1: question. Do you, is the show Dave, do you think that's more like Entourage or do you think it's more like Girls?
0: Ooh, I think it's a combination because... You you definitely get like the the edginess of like an entourage and like it definitely pushes it but like it definitely has like the feel of of, of girls as well. I love Dave. I think one of the funniest shows out. Me I think too. it's on it's on FX.
1: Uh it is on FX. That's right. Yeah, I watch it on Hulu. It's yeah, it's I, I'm with you. It's I'm a huge hi. I'm Dave. I mean, it's just um tremendous, and I, I love all the supporting characters. But I, my my wife said this to me the other day. She's like. I kind of get a lot of Hannah from girls vibes from Dave because in for, for those of you guys watching or listening to this in season two, his his character is evolving, but he's becoming more and more unlikable. Have you found that? I,
0: I, I can see how people would feel that way. I get it. I see that character shift that, that you're talking about.
1: Anyway, I, don't, I, I should have said spoiler alert, but that was our, our little <laughs> non sequitur about Dave. Yeah.
0: I I go back and look at obviously some of the highlights from season one, but like that rap that he does in the studio with all of the guys, like the Rage. first time, yeah. Just I can li- I can watch that clip like over and over and over again and laugh every single time yeah, because it is hilarious. Funny dude. Um, okay. So we, I want to get into something, you know, obviously we're going to have some betting odds that are going to take place as far as the NBA landscape over the next couple of days. But to segue into betting, your guy, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, has made some pretty bad bets as of late when it comes to like the boxing and UFC world. Obviously, you've done some segments for Bleacher Report. Does he often lose his bets, or is he usually on the you know the winning side of some of the deals that he makes? We just see some of the ugly ones he's done recently, like Logan Paul beating Floyd Mayweather.
1: Whoa, wait, wait. Logan Paul did not beat Floyd Mayweather. No,
0: that's but that's that was his bet that Logan was going to beat Floyd no. Mayweather.
1: Floyd is the one who invited him on the card. And he went maybe maybe that was just a squad ride with us and but does he lose? He doesn't bet often, but okay. like the bets that he that he shares publicly have been losers. Won grand on Jorge Masvidal, and he
0: got uh, yeah his
1: soul knocked out of him. And then and then he bet on Conor again. Uh, I mean, he, he won when he bet on Conor uh, to beat uh, Cowboy Cerrone, and then obviously Dustin Poirier. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, he lost uh, Connor, you know, busted his friggin' <laughs> and shredded his entire ankle. Uh, and actually, he lost, um, I think, Poirier McGregor, too.
0: Yeah, he lost As both of them. Con- he bust- yeah,
1: Connor tapped out. And what's another? And he also lost Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, too. So, okay, he's not that great. <laughs> he's not that great. And I think because he has personal relationships with these athletes, it clouds his judgment. Right. So, um, again, he doesn't bet very often, but when he does, it's like the uh, most interesting man in the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't bet very often, but when I do, I take a fat L. <laughs> he's, taking, he's taking a few <laughs> giant L's.
0: So if if Chad calls you and he's like, Cap, listen, Deontay Wilder, Fury 3, when it happens, Deontay's been working with a new coach, Deontay's looking good, I'm saying Wilder's going to knock out Fury what is your immediate reaction when you go to Caesar's Palace to pick your to make your bet? Are you listening to Ocho or are you betting the house on whatever he says, like the other way?
1: Ooh, great question. I'm gonna have to rewatch the second fight. <laughs> uh, because Tyson. It was bad. It was bad. And he like He's so elusive, even though he's like 6'9, but his style is so not random because it's because he's because he's very uh deliberate with his movements, but and he's also like putting on a show and he's like trying to get into your head and bleep up your um your strategy (laughs) but like Deontay is such a uh like all his power comes from like these overhead rights and he doesn't use his jab very well so maybe with the new coach man I have to watch that second fight again (laughs) and then it's hard to beat a man twice. I mean, obviously, someone's going to lose twice because it's the end of the trilogy. I'd probably lean Tyson Fury because he's going to come into the the ring with like, uh, you know, a half... Like, his robe's going to... Instead of weighing 35 pounds or 40 pounds like it was the, the second one, it's just going to be like a silk robe. It's going to have uh, the Bronx... No, the Brooklyn bomber in a nice embroidered... Maybe um, uh, Swavarski... Uh, crystals or whatever the hell like your grindstones um i'll probably lean i'd probably lean wilder but um i gotta listen to teddy atlas i'm gonna listen to max kellerman i'm gonna listen to um kevin Ioli before listening to chad and then i'll then i'll make my decision and if chad confirms what those other three like the two out of three say then i'm gonna rock with chad and that'll be our squadron
0: all right. I like it. I like it. That's, that's dope. Um, so, you know, talking about Ocho and, and talking about some of the athletes that you've had. An opportunity- oh, wait, also,
1: oh. also, I'm going to tap in with Kelly Stewart. Cause Kelly Stewart, she has access to these sharps in Vegas. They're be like, Kels, what are the sharps? Like, where are they leaning? And then she'll respond within like 13 seconds. And then sometimes she'll have like screen caps of like, just never the names of the sharps, just like right. where they're leaning. And that will inform my bet probably more than well, more than Chad uh, and probably more than Kevin Ioli. But I, I love Max Kellerman. I, I love Teddy Atlas, Teddy Atlas, old school guy. Max is a uh, very smart boxing historian too. And maybe even Andre, sprinkle in a little Andre Ward too.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please continue. Well, listen, at Teddy Atlas, like the stories he tells now, he was on, I believe, the Joe Rogan podcast and he spoke about like a young Mike Tyson and just hearing him recount what it was like when he first met this like teenage young Mike Tyson and how he knew he was going to be the like this great boxer and all these things that he could identify at a young age before he even really got into boxing heavy. I would trust, like you, I would trust what Teddy Atlas says because that man knows exactly what he's talking about. And Kellerman, is there a better, better guy in the game than Max Kellerman?
1: In boxing? I don't think so. I mean, he's he, he jokingly said, as an orator, he, he's of the Malcolm X and Dr. King. Uh, he's of that ilk as far as an orator goes. And it's so funny, but I think he believes it. I think he believes it, but no, Max is a very compelling, um, very compelling boxing mind, and a, a, you know his—he's like him and Stephen A are a great mix because when they're not, when they're on opposing sides of the argument, I, sometimes I don't know who to side with, but uh, I'd say six times out of ten, I probably lean Max when they are
0: disagreeing. Wow, six, I like that. Or
1: or, or f- fifty-five out of one hundred times I lean Max versus Stephen. <laughs>
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. So I need your creativity hat to go on for this one. Let's, okay, let's get it. You've had to break down the guard of some of the stiffest athletes on the planet, and you've done so with relative ease. If your assignment was to create a segment with the man himself, Tony Soprano, at the Bada Bing, what content are you coming away with?
1: Ooh. Wow. Rest in peace, James Gandolfini. Tony Soprano, good lord. Um, I'd probably, oof, good lord. Um, I'd wanna do maybe some kind of like Rorschach test. Okay. Uh, like I gotta play a game, because I want him right. to be, I want him to have fun. So I was thinking my, my brain initially went to like chess, checkers, but that's boring for the audience. Uh, Connect Four is a fun game, um, and then like because like he spent so much time in therapy in the show. Like, is there a game where I could like uh, play like Heads Up or Pictionary or something where I I want I want him to be creative, and I also want I also want the audience to experience how he thinks. So a Rorschach test of like either. Former gangsters or animals, like oh, I see a leopard here, or I see a pelican, or I see a, a grizzly bear. No, I see a komodo dragon. I don't know. I don't even know if these Rorschachs exist, but i try to. Maybe I'd try to do something like that. But I think Connect Four would be a fun one because um, it's so visual and it's a game that um, every. I feel like everybody's played. So we're like, oh, and everybody has like a basic strategy to that game, and I would probably which would make it more entertaining
0: for the audience. Would you purposely lose knowing what could happen if you were to take on and beat the great Tony Soprano? Yes, Joe,
1: yeah, Julie, you know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> Listen, it's about my survival, my friend. Okay. In, uh, when, uh, when, um, oh my gosh, when, um, who's the great biologist anthropologist, the most famed anthropologist who wrote the species of, uh, oh my goodness. I'm I'm having a brain freeze and and he wrote about like the dodo bird and like other, uh, Charles Darwin. There we go. Uh, survival of the fittest. (laughs) I am not the fittest human as far as health goes, but, uh, my mind is sharp and I want to survive. So yes, I probably, I would likely lose to Tony Soprano so I could leave the room and then fly back to Canada safely.
0: Yeah, you don't want to go down that Jersey turnpike, right? You just Absolutely get, not. You're getting on that plane <laughs> as quickly as you can and back to safety. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Um, two more things before I let you go. I know you're sure. a busy man. Um, overreaction Monday. or Yeah, overreaction Monday. What has been the best acquisition and first day of the free agency flirting period? Oh,
1: that's tremendous. Um the best acquisition Wow, you know, um This is gonna sound weird. Oh man, you really you really got okay, so uh, my my first instinct went to Lonzo Ball in Chicago to play with Vucevic and uh, and Zach Levine because Lonzo is an up tempo. He loves to get up and down the floor. Not great in the half court set, but a dynamic point guard plays pretty good defense. I think he shot thirty eight percent from downtown this year, so he's like he's evolving as a shooter. I think he came in the league shooting thirty or sub thirty from downtown. Um, so. He might be responsible for three or four wins, which would get them maybe the eighth spot or get them north of the playing tournament. Um, Because I... As far as... And then then I thought about Russ. Like, Russ on the Lakers is box office and obviously uh, will dominate the basketball Twitter. And, you know, there's... There's so many complications with Russ going to the Lakers. Yeah, who who's gonna tell Russ what to do? Is it Bron? No, we know Bron is passive aggressive. Is it AD? Like no, Russell Westbrook will bite his face. Um, But as far as longevity goes, like uh, LeBron James's window is like razor thin, bro. Right. He's got, and he's still elite. So he has work. How many more years would you say LeBron James has as an elite player? Ah, uh, two.
0: Two, maybe. Maybe two. Maybe, maybe two.
1: As like top ten in the game. Yeah, because other guys are coming for that. I mean, you mentioned Luca earlier. We we spoke about Trey Young. Like guys are coming. Like Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic. Like anyway. So there are going to be games where. LeBron's going to take a night off. Like He might play three or four games in a stretch. He might play three or five games in a stretch. He's got to save those knees, that back and those ankles. Yep. And we know how Russ plays at a thousand percent. <laughs> and if Bron plays 32, 34, 36 minutes a night, Russell's going to want to carry that team. And AD's not going to like the idea of playing the five, but Will probably sacrifice for the greater good and the goal of winning another title. So uh, it's good, you know, you know that the Lakers will be on national television. They're going to be on every, like TNT, every possible TNT, every possible ESPN, every possible ABC game for the 82 game. Even when they play the Sacramento Kings, they're yeah. going to be on TNT. Even yeah. when they play the lowly Detroit Pistons, they're going to be on ESPN. Um, and it's going to be amazing to watch. But, um, I think Lonzo or Kyle, and I know that's such an East Coast bias because I'm from Toronto. We're both from Toronto, uh, but Lonzo, man, for now, you know what? And I probably, I probably should have, I probably should have thought about it more. But I'm just going gut reaction without doing as much research as I really needed to do.
0: <laughs> I mean. One could argue Chris Paul going back on a four-year, $120 million deal is Is that what he signed for? Yeah. So he went back. He took 30 mil, which was less than I believe what his player option was going to allow him. 44. Um, 44. There you go. So, yeah. So he, four years, 120. Cameron Payne's re-signed as well in Phoenix. So they're putting the pieces together. But like the Lakers, they are still a few pieces away because we know based on what just happened, we traded half of the team away to Washington to get Russ. You still need to fill in the void because we saw what happens. You know, AD goes down, LeBron goes down. There wasn't really anybody else making that team a competitive team. Now you've lost Kuzma. You've lost Montez Harrell. Like you need to still get guys. You got to fill the void with a Melo, with a DeMar DeRozan. Like if... If they could get one other tier two star, does that push the Lakers to a position where they can, they can compete for the title again?
1: I think they need two shooters, Jules. Okay. Like KCP was, he's a nice, nice player, but he, there was a time when Bron like pulled him aside. I think this clip was circulating on Twitter around the, either the beginning, like, well, they only, played in one round so yeah it was either at the end of the season or in that series against phoenix He's like we need you to shoot we want you to shoot and like i know that gm rob Palenka is like i'm taking the rust deal even though the buddy healed uh yeah. opportunity was on the table like buddy healed who has never been in winning culture imagine him playing with lebron just what that would do with his for his confidence yeah. and or anxiety because he's playing with <laughs> top two greatest of all time but him as as like a just as a catch and shoot shooter, just post up in the corner and just wait for the ball to come because it will come when Braun or or Russ are collapsing the defense. They're you know they're gonna move the ball around. There's gonna be an open shot from the corner, and that's where Buddy yep. Healed can do some damage. I think they need a couple of shooters, man. Like they're they everybody like needs and loves a Jay Crowder, a three and D guy. And Buddy Hill is not a D, but he is a three. So they need to find a few guys like that who will either sacrifice some salary and take the veteran minimum in order for the chance, the very real chance of of winning an NBA championship. And then their lives change forever. So obviously there are more pieces to to be added to the Lakers and some more players to be moving around the league. But I, I believe they really need shooting at this point.
0: If I were to tell you that Russell Westbrook wins the MVP next season, what do you Whoa. think what do you think that means for how the Lakers did in the 2021, 2022 season?
1: Well, that means that either Anthony Davis or LeBron James is out for a significant amount of time. And then Russ can just fill the stat sheet like he's been doing for the last four years, averaging a triple double and like big boy triple doubles. Didn't he have a 30 and 20 games? Yeah. or or like a, like a 15, 20, and twenty game like big boy triple doubles, <laughs> so that's that's probably what um, would ha- would ha- would have to happen, yeah. and they'd have to be a top three team in the conference. Like Jokic, just like just got or the Denver Nuggets barely made the three seed, and I think that's what pushed. MVP vote. No, man. No, he got like 90 votes. 90. What am I talking about? Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a considerable, well, it certainly bolstered his MVP contention by finishing sure. third in the, by Denver finishing third in the Western conference. So top three finish for Russ and, and the Lakers. And uh, that would be tremendous, man. <laughs> I'm here for all of it. I love the theater, <laughs> of the NBA. So even, even in the, mo- the first, Jules, like the first time you see an argument between the two, oh yeah, like it, the, the 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 like it's going to be the topic of conversation on every sports radio show, your podcast, freaking, <laughs> has so many different sports podcasts. It might even be, it might even make Good Morning America if those two are are seen like if if. Russell Westbrook is barking at LeBron James the way that Draymond D- Green was barking at Kevin Durant. You remember that famous clip? Oh yeah. If that happens in LA, man, I am here for all of it, and it's going to be a, it's it's going to be so fun as the audience to experience that. Not for the players at all, but for oh, yeah. the audience for sure.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for the first time someone from the LA media asks Russ a terrible question, and Russ just gives them that like stink face. Yes, and then and then yes. LeBron's like, all right, let's just go, and they just like leave the presser, like they just yeah. like don't even answer that, my guy, like we're out, like we're done, because <laughs> like that's that's what I'm ready for. I'm waiting for the the Hollywood esque, you know, that we're gonna get. It's gonna be Hollywood in L.A.
1: And and so, how do you feel about uh, the Caruso leaving to the Caruso? He's in he's in Chicago now. Speaking yeah. about Hollywood, like they need a guy who's gonna play really good on ball and off ball defense. Who's not like they, and, and Milwaukee, I mean, they still won the title, but they really miss Dante DiVincenzo. Cause you need yeah. a guy who's going to do some dirty work. Who's like, yeah, he'll be rewarded with a fast break and an alley-oop at the rim. Cause Caruso liked the dunk and, and DiVincenzo as well. But I don't know if the Lakers have one of those down and dirty dudes. that's going to produce some turnovers, going to get a, maybe a steal, maybe two a game. And, uh, have be a great on the closeouts. Like that's going to be a missing piece that they need to fill for sure.
0: The one thing I trust in Frank Vogel is that he will preach defense. So whoever comes there will have an understanding that, Hey, yes. your role is this, whether it's a three point shooter, but you have to play defense. Cause that yes. when the Lakers won, that's what ended up happening. They shut down Miami once Bam got injured and Jimmy was exhausted from doing everything. Yeah. They played enough defense to slow them down and to beat them down. That's how they won. That's what they'll need to do against Kawhi and Paul George and the rest of the Western Conference teams that are vying to you know get back to the NBA championship. So As I a, believe in Frank.
1: I, I did too. As a better man, wait, don't I still owe you? Did I? I lost a bet to you. No,
0: you you paid up your bet. You paid up bet, your bet. Okay, You're good. Okay. You're a good man.
1: Uh, how do you think uh, Golden State's going to do this year?
0: Uh, you know, I think it's tough. Clay coming off like two significant injuries could ultimately affect whether he is the same superstar that he once was or if – That injury, those two back-to-back injuries on major parts of your bodies, especially for an NBA player, is too much. Steph Curry has done everything that he possibly could. You know, James Wiseman's going into year two. I mean, he's going to be getting better. But it has shown that you're going to need a little bit more help offensively. And I don't think that they have it there. They might be, again, at best, at best, high ceiling a four seed in the Western conference, just the way that it sort of lines up with how these big boy teams are doing. If they can make a trade, if they can do a Wiggins and something to get another star or have a big splash sign wise, they could easily be in the top three. Like they're, they're one piece away from being able to do it because Steph Curry's that good.
1: Uh, man, he, I mean, he lit the NBA world on fire in uh, yep. was it May no, it was April or May. I mean, what was he averaging like 35 or 39? Yeah. It was crazy. And like, yeah, I, I'm with you. We don't know the health of Clay Thompson and we don't know what he's gonna look like. I mean, Kevin Durant bounced back. I mean, K, KD looked awesome. And certainly yeah. in that Eastern Conference semifinals, like him going head to head with Giannis, putting the team on his back without Kyrie, without James. Oh, I hope, just as a fan of basketball, that clay can regain his 2018 and 2019 form and just be a lead again. Cause um, that team's so exciting. It's so fun. The way they moved the ball, it was just crazy. It was
0: awesome. I mean, and if he was just coming off one injury, you'd be like, okay, we can see players have done it, but it's like the ACL and then the Achilles. It's like, maybe we're asking a little bit too much of of (laughs) father time here. Um, Cap, last question to get you out of here. Um, Last creativity one. If there was a March Madness style bracket for the top fictional characters in sports movies, who would be your four number one seeds?
1: Excellent. Excellent question. Okay. I'm going to need a little bit of time here. (laughs) Uh,
0: You got it, man. You got it. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah. Okay. I have one. I have two. Um, oh, this is excellent. Thank you so much. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, is this guy a one seed? Uh, is he a one seed? Oh, man. Um, No, he's not. A, so I was debating Willie Beeman. From Will any given give Sunday. Me. Is Willie Beeman a one seed? But I'm not going to give him one seed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, th- okay. Okay, now I just need my fourth seed. <clears throat> Sorry, my fourth one seed. Um, my fourth one seed is... Got it. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is an emotional one seed. I don't know. This is going to... So I'm going to say the most controversial one seed first. Denzel Washington is Coach Boom and Remember the Titans. Okay. That's okay. my controversial number one seed. Now I'm going to win the the viewers and listeners over with this pick. Bill Murray in uh, the bowling movie. Bill Murray in, oh my gosh. Uh, what's the, oh my King, goodness. Is it Kingpin? Kingpin. Thank yeah. you. Bill Murray and Kingpin is a one seed. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Wesley Snipes in White Man Can't Jump
0: in uh, Sydney.
1: Sydney. Sydney. What the hell is this? Ca- Sydney something. Sydney yeah. Dean, I think, is this character's name. Yep. He is a one seed. And okay. My my final number one seed, and this is an outstanding question, Jules. I I, I might steal this in the future. <laughs> My final one seed is Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights. Oh, Ricky Bobby!
0: Bobby. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, okay, so since since you created the question, you you must have an, an-
1: your own answer. Oh. for the four one seeds.
0: Okay, so I mean, like you, it, it's tough. It took it took a little bit of time. Um, I liked Jesus Shuttlesworth as my the fourth of the one seed. So he's like my bottom tier okay. number one seed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like, don't laugh, but you know, I love Keanu, the replacements, uh, Falco. <laughs> Falco, I think his okay. last name was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's my number, he's my third number one seed. Uh, my second number one seed um, was from, oh shoot, uh, was Walter Matthau in the originals. Original Bad News Bears, the 1973 version, if you haven't seen it.
1: I have not seen that. Okay, is, like that you went deep into the uh, filmography of sports yeah, movies. It's,
0: it's as controversial as they're come. That movie is cannot be made today, but you'll enjoy it for you know its time. And then my number one, my number one overall seed in the tournament, I have his Funko Pop staring at me in my head right now um ricky vaughn the <sighs> wild thing major league okay th- okay those 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 would be, i mean it's not like the greatest of the greats but you're gonna have some entertaining matchups you're gonna have some huge blow-ups you're gonna have some sticky stuff in the palm you might have some that's, that's on list. the bench that's a great list so i mean it's 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 an interesting set of four but uh I, I love sports movies. I love, you know, the, the hijinks that people get into. So it's, it was one of my things that I thought you would definitely have a great opinion on and you did not disappoint.
1: Thanks man. Great question, Jones. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Give me, give me something to think about. You, you stopped me, but I, I, I think I came through with an all right, uh, for one seats.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, I can't pull any by you, Cab, you're a, a consummate professional. And we, don't,
1: and we don't even know what the tournament would be. Like no. man, I like that you just left that open ended so it's for That's it. whoever's interpretation.
0: Yeah, we we could go many different ways. I mean, uh it, the it is plentiful. It is plentiful if we wanted to. Now, if people wanted to follow you Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you don't have a TikTok account, which you know I'm
1: not the, I'm not a 12-year-old girl. In <laughs> I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm like half kidding. No, listen, I know that TikTok is huge and it's like, and it's their algorithms of like, <laughs> are even like more perfect for what we want to see. Cause it just yeah. feeds us. We're just, it, we just keep descending into this, <laughs> this uh, wormhole of like people dancing or people eating or funny videos or whatever it is. But TikTok they engineer. they've, they've got us hooked. Uh, on Twitter it's just, cabby is my handle. And on Instagram, it's the real cabbie. That's basically where I'm at. Those
0: Do you think – my last question, just to, real quick, is it's going to segue to something depending on your answer. Do you think the Blue Jays are good enough to make the playoffs this year?
1: Yes. They just signed Berrios, who had a great debut. Um, they're hitting – we know they're hitting is is legit. Obviously, Springer and Vladdy and um, – um her name uh Tia, uh Oscar? T Tia Oscar. Uh, gosh, I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but Vladdy's an absolute stud. Yeah, I think, yeah. They, I think I think they have enough the pitching is always a concern, and 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 Russ Atkins went and got a pitcher and, and mortgaged a little bit of the future, but that's what you gotta do as a GM. So um, you know, I love Bichette, love Bigio, which Biggio would hit a little bit better. Ah, Bichette too. I think they can make the playoffs. Okay. Yankees are Yankees are terrible. Rays are always going to be there. Boston is best in the AL. It, it's a, it's a tough division as we know, but I think they I think they can make a run. All
0: right, so here I double I have fingers a, crossed. I have a wager. I got a wager then on the spot. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Obviously, you cheer for the Blue Jays. I will take the Red Sox winning the division. They have to win the division in order for me to win, and the Blue Jays need to make the playoffs in order for you to win. If you lose, you have to start a TikTok account.
1: Uh, I think I started one, uh, full disclosure. I just have never created a TikTok. Okay. Um, I'm so, about you'll,
0: so you'll have to create an account if you haven't and then post a trending dance oh, one time, Lord. one time, one time. Just if if the Blue Jays... If the Red Sox win the division and if the Blue Jays make the playoffs. So what if both happen? Oh man. That that's a great question. So we might need we might need to run this back and do a little bit more. We know we gotta game. agree to the terms
1: now because we have to know what the terms are. So okay. against uh, oh, man. Bogarts and Devers and JD <laughs> Martinez, all those dudes. Um Okay, if if we can't figure it out, we'll, we'll offline it. But if we can't figure yes. it out, then um, I'm cool with a brown face. A hundred dollars, hundred dollars on the bet.
0: Down, always, always a pleasure taking your money. I mean, wagering <laughs> with you. Um, listen, Cab, consummate professional, fiftieth episode, three times guest. Man. Thank you, brother. You. Thank you. I appreciate you and all of the amazing guests that I've had on the show. You know, granting me the time. Uh, And platform to do this. I couldn't have done any of this without you guys. So I appreciate that. Um, You know, stay safe. If you haven't gotten vaxxed yet, people, you know, the numbers are trending in the wrong direction in many parts of the world. We need to, you know, rein it in just a little bit. But, you know, let's get back to a little bit of normalcy because I want to be able to, you know, see Cab in Toronto at the rec room having some fun and some adult bevies. I can't the only, wait. the only way that happens is if we get back to some normalcy. So stay safe, everyone. Cab, love you. My dude, appreciate everything that You're you welcome. continue to do and helping me and other, you know, podcasters out. Uh, thank you so much. So please make sure you check out Cab. On Twitter, on Instagram, soon to be on TikTok with videos. <laughs> the Big old Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe, leave an Apple review, and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We're dropping videos every single week with some fun, dope content. For my guest, Cabby the Goat Richards, I am your host, Julian Ortiz. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a great night, everybody. Peace, me.
1: Bye.